so I went back to the gym. Gold's gym? Actually, I'm uh, I'm doing the local rec center. The the rec center, yeah, rec yeah. center. The rec center and rec center. My son uh, actually was cool enough to get the whole family a year subscription, like back in September, mm. and uh, I just I had never used it yet. <laughs> so you did the New Year's resolution thing. Eh, kind of not really it's more the my diabetes and cholesterol have been like absolutely shit so action needed to be taken and whether that be switch off of pills and go to actual insulin and cholesterol nothing like my i switched my diet and everything it didn't affect the damn thing uh so yeah the next step is exercise or go on insulin and give myself injections multiple times a day. And I'm just, I'm not doing that because once you start insulin with type two diabetes, you will be on insulin forever. Your body stops producing it naturally. So the second that you use that as a treatment, even if you, I don't know, like temporary for like a month, you're stuck with, there is no, there is no temporary. I don't think it's like one and done, but like, yeah, you, you, once, once you get on that regimen, you're, you're on it for life. So yeah, that's been good. But yeah, I'm doing the same thing as before, you know, just mild, mild little amounts of cardio and just weights. And I, I forgot that, uh, warming up is a thing. So I totally blew out my biceps on the first day. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't extend my arms. Like they were stuck like at like a 45 i couldn't go past 45 oh. it was terrible <laughs> has it been like a week then now it's been a week yeah it's been a week what's today today is like the 20th tuesday. or something tuesday the 18th, oh, the 18th. okay yeah. so you started on like the 11th right so i guess you can't really count that as a new year's resolution so you no nah. <laughs> okay so you don't have to be in that group. How, how often do you plan to I go? plan on going five nights a week. I'm going to miss tonight just because wow, schedule didn't work. But yeah, Monday through Friday. Right. If you're going to take a day off during the Monday through Friday hmm. routine, Wednesday is the day to not do it. So, really? Well, because it's a nice halfway point. Where, oh, fair. Because if you take off Monday hmm. or Friday, that's going to be three days in a row. That you didn't go. That you didn't go. And yeah. if you're looking for like maximum, I don't know, efficiency, go Monday, sure. Tuesday, take Wednesday off, go Thursday, Friday, take Saturday, Sunday sure. off. It's always giving you a little bit of a, of a rest. But like that lightweight right. bicep shit that I was telling you to do, like you could do that today. I mean, you could do it right now while we're talking, you know, right. just, just to kind of move the muscle around. Oh, and that, oh, it's so much better. No, yeah, I, I just, I, I de- like drank half a case of water and did some light curls and it, yeah, so much better. Night and day. Dave suggested the water, right? Yeah. That never even crosses my mind. To drink yeah, hydrate. Water. Yeah. Because usually I drink this. <laughs> Do you drink water a lot, cat? Yeah, I drink a lot of tea. Tea is based yeah, Japanese tea. So, what's your opinion yeah. on stuff. tea? Right, tea and coffee. Is, isn't it just water with like beans in it? 
or leaves. Like tea is just water with leaves. Oh, uh, tea. Yeah. So right. when the, yeah. when the doctor yeah. says you got to drink a gallon of water a day, don't you think you can drink a gallon of tea and it's the same thing? It's the same so thing. It's a diuretic. Yeah. Isn't that what you want though? Don't you want to pee all that shit out? Isn't that <laughs> good true. for you to like cleanse you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cleansing chemo. Oh, I don't think Mike knows. I, I. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I have breast cancer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So I need to start training too. Is that been not working? And like I. I've been staying at home and just sitting around, so I feel like I should start going to the gym. Sure, sure. But no, but it's hard. I, I think well, like, it's in my mind, but I just can't get up and do it. Making time, like like I, I always had an excuse to not go. Like oh well, I just got off work. Yeah. Well, we got it's dinner in half an hour, or well, you know, it's too late now. I'm not gonna get up that early and go, but like. Now that I'm doing it, like, again, I forgot. Mm. Like, just the mindset of it makes me feel better. Mm. Uh, so we'll see in, like, a couple of weeks if it actually affects any of my actual dietary numbers. I don't really care about, like, pounds, like, actual weight. Mm. Weight. I want to shrink my stomach. I don't care if I lose weight. Like, the actual eating capacity of your stomach? Or no, you just mean, like, like actual... your outside? The outer mass. Okay. 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 <laughs> I want to see my belt without a mirror. Shrinking <laughs> the stomach, like forcing yourself to eat less for like a week, you will right. notice that your stomach like shrivels up. And unless no you start forcing yourself to eat more, you'll get used to that eating less and you'll feel full eating way less than you used to. And that's, but that's then if you start eating I mean, more yeah. regularly, it'll, it'll like expand again. Mm. So like the, the easiest and it's thing. it's hard in the first. Go ahead. It's hard in the first two, two days, three days to eat less. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me. Like how do you. It's hard all so. the time for me. Like eating well, yeah, less I just love doesn't even cross my mind. Mm. I love cooking for one. And then like, yeah, food has good chemicals in it, man. <laughs> food has happy in it. <laughs> I tell everybody yeah. like you hit a point like two weeks in where you'll start to feel better either from eating less or eating differently mm. or exercise where right. the fact that you feel better mm-hmm. Two weeks. Will be enough to make you keep doing it. So even yeah. if you hate doing it and you don't want to do it, if you force yourself to do it up until that point where you're like, oh, shit, like, I don't feel lethargic. I don't feel tired. You're like, oh, I like this feeling. Obviously, mm-hmm. this eating better is why I feel this true. way. Yeah. And eventually the, the thing you hated, the, the, the dread of going to the gym will eventually create the dopamine you've been not giving yourself by just sitting around like I always do. Have you ever tried doing the fasts or the, like the cleanses or any of that shit? 
I never really got into that. Yeah, I don't. We did a couple of weird, uh, like, I can. no FOMOD diets and like uh, like extreme low carb when I first got diagnosed with diabetes. And like that worked. And like because we're, well, Billy is such a good cook, like it wasn't like torture, but it's expensive in this country to eat well. Like, yeah. I could go make a really wonderful salad for like eight bucks or I could buy three triple cheeseburgers for that same eight bucks. Three. Yeah. That's what you got to eat. Three, (laughs) three triple cheeseburgers, three triple cheeseburgers. Uh, And I'll just mow those down on the way out of Grand Junction on the way home and boom, dinner's dinner's in the bag. If you do. And those are that junk food has chemicals in it that, Train your brain to want more junk food. Cat's hmm. been eating a lot of KFC lately. That's her. Oh. That's her go-to now. <laughs> yes, I like junk food. Oh yeah. Mm. I think that fighting breast cancer is a pretty valid excuse to not be kicking ass in the gym. I think you have to focus so on. On, on the major <laughs> issue first. And you then... get whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm so scared because I'm going to I'm gonna have two more sessions of chemotherapy. Yeah. Uh, I'm having the next one on Friday and another one in February. And then I'll have the surgery and radio. Uh, what was it? Radio therapy? Mm. No. I can't. I don't know the name. Radioactive. Radiation therapy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Radiation therapy. And then, after all that, I need to take hormone pills for like five to ten years. Five to ten years? Everybody says, yeah, that makes me fat. The hormone pills? It can. It's so scary. It can. It it doesn't always. Yeah, but that's what everybody blogs about. So I need to do something before that. My brother actually, uh, he he went through not breast cancer, but lymphatic lymphatic cancer uh, ten years ago, and yeah, he went through a lot of the same things. And yeah, he didn't he didn't gain any weight with the hormones. Oh, with the hormone pills. And actually, I have a bunch of friends over on the East Coast uh, that are, well, they're trans, so they're on hormone replacement therapy, and it's the same Uh, thought with those those hormones that they're on that they warn you, you can really put on some weight, and they got skinnier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good to hear. You know, like they say, medicine isn't an exact science, you know? (laughs) The one thing I've noticed with any kind of the drug shit is everybody's going to react to it differently. So just yeah. because mm-hmm. some other people had that doesn't mean you're going to have that. Exactly. You might just have to put in a little more effort, but it's good that you got just two left. I think you're almost done with it. Yeah. With like the shitty part. Yeah. Of it. So. Yes. The shittiest part was the first, first medicine, like chemo, I had two different kinds, and the first one was the worst. Really? Yeah. No fun. No fun. You look happier. 
Yeah. You, you could tell the first four of the other kind of treatment was like <laughs> destroying you. Like you, you could hear it in your it voice really and was. you could see it when I talked to you. But now like, like you're smiley and you're happy and you're laughing and you're awake. That other shit had you like, yeah. you said you were half asleep like all day long. All you could do was like mm. lay down and not move. The... Now you're wanting to go to the gym. Right. Yeah, so. that's dope. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the improvement. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you seem to be in good spirits. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy so, how yeah. that shit is. So your brother passed away from this cancer. He correct? beat cancer. Oh. <laughs> it, it, the the he had a ended up having to take this interesting treatment that ends up presenting at the end like you have a crazy body wide infection. So the local doctors, not really knowing what they were talking about, gave him this ridiculous antibiotic, like like way too much, to try to fight off this giant system wide infection that he didn't actually have, Are you serious? and that killed his liver. That's what, what fucking happened. So it is medical. Oh. Yeah. The doctors fucked it up. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like I'm not a doctor. I, I can't <laughs> right, say right. I'd have done. I know better, but yeah, they fucked up. My mom's <sighs> uh, husband, like he's not next to, I wouldn't call him my stepdad. By the time that they got married, I was like 19. Sure. So, him and I never had any sort of living together relationship, but right. I guess mm. technically stepdad, he'd had, I think it was bone cancer and it was shit Gosh. that they couldn't treat. So he got treatment for a while and then they were like, fuck it. Like you're not going to get better. So they sent him home and he just stayed at home, like bedridden for like a year and a half. Just, like eventually he was going to die, but there was nothing they could do. And he had no energy to go out and do shit. So he just sat in his bed for a year until he died. And then my, my granddad, my dad that I normally talk about had right. testicular cancer and he beat it in like, however, like cat that they said, You're, we're going to give you eight treatments or however many it was, mm. he went to the treatments and then it was completely gone and he was totally fine. So, mm. and I guess my mom had cancer at some point that I never knew about until, no kidding. uh, I think I was looking through that box of shit. Did you listen to the episode about my box of shit? Not yet. Why don't y'all listen to that? Like there was something in there talking about like her cancer treatment. I was like, I don't fucking remember that. I must have been like single digit age. Wow. You know, when she must have been dealing with that. And I just don't remember. But the fact that I don't remember means that she must have contracted whatever. Would you say contracted with cancer? Right. Like you don't catch it. Yeah. She, 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 she had cancer. And then yeah. whatever happened happened. And then she was fine. And she she's still alive now. Right. Know, not, not, I mean, technically, yeah. technically she's alive, but it's fucking crazy how that shit can 
so different from person to person. Yeah. Mm. But I can and tell like, you, my, my stepdad was not enjoying himself. Right. You know, so I think that this bodes well for Kat that she's like happy and she's, she's excited to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> be sitting here talking about, oh, I want to go to the gym. Oh, I'm I'd so be, negative, I, dude. No way. I would be the yeah. worst person to hang out with if I had <laughs> that shit going on. Yeah. So, yeah. that's awesome. But it's not like I feel bad all the time. Sure. Like, I feel bad. Like, now I know, like, when exactly I would feel bad for the next chem- chemo session. Right. So, I know I'll be, yeah, down for three, four days, and then I'll be fine. back. Did yeah, I'm getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say to expect that with the radiation therapy as well? Or is that way less taxing? Uh, taxing? Does uh, it fuck you, you up as fired. much? Mm, yeah, I don't think it's going to be as bad as chemo. Right. Okay. It might leave like... Oh. <laughs> Like reddish, maybe rush. Right. Of. Okay. Yeah. How long did they tell you how long you have to do that? Mm, I think it's going to be 21 or 25 days every day. Oh, shit. You need to go to the hospital every day. Okay. That's what my dad yeah. did. Because he really? did the shit where mm. he had to go every day. And I think he, he every went day. every day for like. Wow. Yeah. But it takes only like month. 30 minutes. Yeah, that's what he did. Uh, so I don't think he ever right. even had to yeah. go through the chemo. He just had the radiation. Mm-hmm. And that was enough so to get rid of cancer. Do you know what you're supposed to search for with that? Like bumps. when they say like search for what kind of bumps are they talking about? So like, anything that's not normally there. That's why you're supposed to check all the time. But what so counts as changes, a changes, you're like counts as a weird. bump though. Like what would it feel like? Like a little, like a grain of sand bump? Or I like, doubt that. Like a no, bug bite like, bump. Like a pea, you know? Like pea-sized, too? Well, I'm sure it would develop to that. I don't think you know I feel I mean? anything. I'm checking. Are you checking right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I think it's good. Is this one of those things that the doctor is supposed to check? Yes. But you should also check yourself like at least once a week, especially now that we're 40. Once a week. You got to feel around. How often do you go for like a standard physical? Uh, Every year. You go every year. Right. You check your testicles every day for cancer. Every day. So you. Because you're playing with them or because you're actually checking them? Maybe. For cancer. <laughs> like, well, while I'm here. <laughs> I think that would freak me out. How did... <laughs> you don't mind talking about this, do you, Kat? I don't feel like you do. No. How did you... No, I, I paid attention to my breast too. Like, try to look for any bump. But I... Yeah, and I found it. The doctor said it, it had been there for ten years. <laughs> so, Damn. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, because it grows really slow in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It 
like for breast cancer, the lump, the bump uh, grows to one centimeter, which is like this. I don't know how many inches. Two point five. Uh, it takes ten years, and then it grows a little bit faster. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. Were you checking for it when you found it? Like, were you looking for a bump? Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. Were. Yeah, I yeah I paid attention, but not like every day. Like <laughs> but yeah, I try to. I have one. It was hard to right find. here. And it, oh, we need to, we need to get that. that looked at because well, we can get breast cancer too. You know my video of the bump coming out of my arm. Mike saw that. <laughs> <laughs> the the video what? on Instagram of the guy pulling that bump out of my arm where he oh cut yeah, yeah 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 you never saw it cat no i don't think okay. so it, is it like a pimple it's it was like a fatty tumor like boma oh yeah and so like the doctor cut me open and pulled it out and it was maybe half the size of a golf ball mm. That's huge. And, you know, they, they sent it out to get tested, and he said it's nothing, and it was nothing. Really benign. Oh, but yeah. I've gone back to him and had, like, five more cut out from my stomach really? and my other arm. So this thing here, like, I have one here, um, like, on the outside of my chest, almost in my armpit. But then I have hmm. one in the center of my chest here, and then I have three more hmm. on the other pec. And then on my stomach, I have like 15 of them, but some of them, some of them are like pea sized where it's not even worth the effort or the time of, cause the doc's got to cut it and then they're not floating in there. He has to cut like connecting tissue from around it and then stitch it up. So even for like one to come out, I'm there for like 45 minutes. Right. And he says that, like I asked him, can you just schedule me like a day and you just cut all of these out, like 20 of them. And I'll just go home for like a week and not do shit. And he was like, no, we'll take out like one or two at a time. But the thought of making an appointment every other week to yeah, go have tough. someone cut me open and stitch me up yeah. for like a little pea sized bump. But I do have two or three left that are, like you can see them. Like if I were oh. to pull my shirt really mm-hmm. tight, like you could see the bump in my shirt and you can. Do you have tattoos on them? Yeah. But he actually, one of the ones on my stomach that he took out, he actually purposefully cut right along like the black line of the tattoo. Nice. So that when he stitched it back up and I was like, dude, you don't, oh. you don't have to do that. You just cut it and stitch it up. And he was like, well, it's, it's kind of fun for me. To try to like, like put a you back together with the with the picture, you know, in <laughs> that's place. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. But luckily, that's one of the things that Medicaid covers. Really? So I just I just walk in and he just, you know, totally free. So I can't I can't bitch about America on that one. Yeah. If you're if you're broke enough that you can. How does it work? Is Medicaid based on your income? Yeah. Okay. So if you're broke enough, you can get free healthcare here. You just Eventually, can't get free yeah. healthcare if you have money. 
And it's not great though. Doc, a lot of doctors can deny a lot of shit on Medicare. That's what's happened. You're right. For some reason, this is covered, but right. they have like when I had the, uh, the four wheeler accident, right. When I went to physical therapy for like some issues with my shoulder and my neck, they were like, insurance is going to cover like four sessions. Right. And I was like, and you're done four, we'll get better four fast. sessions. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have a broken neck. You're going to rehab me nope. in, in a month. And he was like, well, that's all that, that's all that your insurance is, you know, going to cover. So. And that's literally all they care about. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. Yeah. The AMA has, has gone completely 100% for profit. Like I found out today that the, the rapid tests that they're selling at like co uh, Walgreens and pharmacies, like for COVID those cost like 16 cents to produce. What are they sold for? 20 bucks. 20 bucks for one? Well, it's a pair. So 10, 10 a piece. 10 a piece? Right. It's less than a dollar to create, much less than a dollar to create them. And it's 10 bucks a piece. Are they free in Japan for a COVID test? Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know. Most I, I think they're sold at like 20 bucks. Are they? Too. Hmm. I, mm. Canada, they're free. Canada seems Mexico, to be the spot. I think I got to go to Canada and check it out. Sounds pretty dope, actually. No one's ever said anything negative about Canada that right. I know. The people are too they nice. A... Yeah. <laughs> the food's too good. There's too many donuts. Have either of y'all been? Really? Either of y'all been there? No. I had no. a friend that lived up there. Kat's been all over the world, and you haven't been to Canada. Yeah. She's been everywhere. So the man that's been to Japan and Germany and Austria. <laughs> everywhere that I went, she's already been. Really? Yeah. No, not really. That's cool. You... I've never left the country. Oh, have you not gone you to never. Mexico or anything? I've been in, not counting just driving, but I think I've only been in like four states. Five. What? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Why? It's what? nice here. What four? <laughs> is, it, is it the four connecting states? Like New Mexico, Arizona, or whatever the fuck? Well, I'm not the like four? I said, I'm not counting. Like if I drove through it, I'm not counting that. So like, okay, we stayed. I stayed a night in Wyoming for an inventory for the store. So like, I've seen Wyoming at night. Um. <laughs> I stayed in Moab for a week to go work there last year. Uh, my family's from Arizona, so I've been there a lot. Uh, California. We went to California a lot when I was a kid, and I've been to Vegas. So six. Six states. Mm. And a summer in New York. Oh, the whole summer? Yeah. How was that? It was pretty dope, actually. Is was uh, you on Long Island, of... just kind of how, how old were you? couch surfing. Did you like California or New York? They're very different. At the time, New York. But now looking back, if I was going to go again, California, absolutely. Where where in California were you? I have an uncle that owns a parts store in Santa Cruz, right off the boardwalk. So probably there. So SoCal is pretty nice. 
I've never been. If you can get over the trap. In the state of California ever. Really? Nope. Not once. It's. I don't know. Everybody says warmer. good things. Yeah, it's not bad. Big water shortage. <laughs> High taxes. <laughs> they got an ocean right there. And they got a water. They do have an ocean, but I have a, I have a deal. I, I made a deal with the sharks of the world that if I keep my ass out of the ocean, they will never eat me. Do you have a shark? And so fear? far it's worked out really well. Do you have a I shark? I don't like fear? anything that's bigger than me. <laughs> what? Okay. So what if the shark is not bigger than you? Well, then we'll, well, it's, it's on. I'll fight it like Dave's cougar. That it would be hard as fuck to fight a shark because of the way like you can't punch underwater. No, and he's used to being underwater. Yeah, he's made for it. I I get a knife. I think that's fair. Okay, I'll take that fight with a knife, but I'm not fighting a shark with a knife, hand to hand. Yeah. Are there? Oh, that's stupid. I'm not gonna ask that. That was a stupid question. (laughs) Just move on. Let's answer our question. Let's do it. We got a question from Megan this week. Nice. From Patreon. Megan Rossman. Just a reminder, if anybody wants to ask us a question, they can do so for just a dollar. Patreon.com slash the Troubled Helix Podcast Network. You can ask. You can literally ask us anything. Yeah, for just a dollar. It's been a while since we've had any new subscribers, so it's really? time to promote it a little bit. Yep. We don't, don't seem to lose any, but we don't we don't ever gain any either. Weird. I haven't read this one yet, so. Oh, do you interesting. Think, do you think being sad for a loved one dying is more about missing them, or being afraid of you eventually dying? And then, side question. How long? It, oh, okay. I think maybe she's going to kill Carl. I think that's where she's going with this. <laughs> How long is okay before you move on if you lose a spouse? And then she says, There's a definite she says, theme here. <laughs> she says, I'm really asking, is there an inappropriate amount of time before you move on? I don't so think she so. wants to kill Carl and immediately. Find the new husband. She's already got someone picked up. She's already got someone lined up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She wants to know how long until she can tell us about it. So when my brother died, his wife started dating what people would say was very rapidly. Like, I think it was like a month or two. After? But like, yeah. But like they were so young, you know, like Do they have children? No, no, no kids, none of that. Like I, and I could see that being a, a thing you throw into the equation as well. Like if I lost Billy, it, it would be some time before I reintroduced someone into my youngest's life, for sure. They're the only one that still lives with me. But um personally, I've always thought that if you break up or if your spouse passes, damn the torpedoes. Like it it doesn't affect other people. It affects you. So live your life and do what makes you happy. 
If you find someone else that can fill that emptiness in your heart, don't turn away from that. Because what's the one thing that makes you feel better when you're feeling shitty? Right. Feeling better, right? Feeling so better. If that's going to help you cope with it and help you deal with it and move on, it's kind of hard to say that you shouldn't. Exactly. But that being said, if somebody told me, like, oh, yeah, like my wife just died last month. This is like my new girlfriend. Like, I think my immediate reaction would be like, like, oh, like. Wow, that was fast. Well, yeah. Girlfriend. After a month. I think that's fine. I think that when you I would consider wife. it weird would be <laughs> right, right. Like how long after they, they died or even sometimes how long after you got a divorce. Right. What's the time period then? Not to when you start dating, but to when you would enter back into another serious marriage level relationship. If your husband died and six months later you're remarried, that's going to raise eyebrows from, I think everyone, maybe not, maybe not like she's saying, Oh, how inappropriate, but more like how the fuck did you find someone else? That fast that that you're willing and interested in like another serious relationship. That's just hard to find. And you found it twice within, you know, you had it and then you lost it. And then you had another one. Like how long did you date before you got married? Three months. Suddenly decided I can't live without this person, and this is the, See, the one and for that's, me. See, that's what it comes to, is like, oh, you just want to be married. Right. You just want someone else there. Mm. Codependency is a big thing, you man. You just want someone to pay the bills. Well, <laughs> right? who doesn't? So, there's so, so many questions that... That's why I say we should all jump into polyamory. Who doesn't want to split the household bills four ways? That's too many people. That's too many people. <laughs> Think you get enough drama with just the two of you? <laughs> if you would never have a quiet moment. No. If not even if you live together. Even if it was drama free, there's always going to be somebody around. Right. There's always going to be somebody making noise or watching <laughs> In TV. Your stuff. Or, yeah. <laughs> I think it de- go ahead go ahead it's been full uh, almost five years since my dad passed away and yeah like my mom my mom and dad they met in when they were in high school they went to the same high school together and they've been married for a long time and he passed away and I think I wish my mom starts seeing other people, but I don't know. She still hasn't. She's she still hasn't. No, no not she. She found yoga. She's very into yoga, but <laughs> she's doing okay. But not one. She's not seen anyone. Not one dude ever. Mm-hmm. Like not one guy that she spent mm-hmm. a little time with or. Anything. No, but she started to hang out with a 
very young students uh, <laughs> who teach who teach <laughs> her English. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, she found English teachers, but they were like younger than me. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, she hangs out with them, but that's not. See, in some families, they get like way too seriously. Like my grandfather died when I was like 11. And he was the perfect example of what happens if you get, if you're diagnosed with diabetes and just tell it that you're going to challenge it to kill you. Like he would drink like a case of Coke a day. It was bad. And uh, like eight or nine years later, my grandma went on a date and like the whole family flipped their shit. <laughs> like, like, dude, she's allowed to be happy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah, so like yeah. if you hit that that year mark, you shouldn't really get shit from anybody. Anymore. No, it's over. You're good. Regardless of what the minimum time is, a, a year has got to be safe. Yeah, that that's an absolute safe number. So I think to answer her question specifically, a year for sure. Definitely. So if she's asking this about something that may have happened in her family, if that year has passed, you gotta, you gotta be cool with it. You gotta let it go. But man, it would, it really would depend on every single individual scenario. Right. But, if the concern is cause didn't she, I think she said something about like appearances, right? Is that what you took from the question? Right. Right. Like with, what's really who cares what anyone amount? else thinks, but that's kind of the root of what she's asking. And if, if it's a year, this is for everyone else. You can't give somebody shit. No. So like, that's the rule a, a year. But if it's only been six months or three months, maybe that's okay. Right. It's definitely okay after a year. But then the first part of her question was, do you think that being sad about a loved one dying, is that about them or is that about you? Are you sad mm. that they died? Or she says, is it making you sad because it makes you think about you dying. But I, I would even think... add, I would add a third part to this question. Are you sad that they died or are you scared about you dying? Or are you sad that they died because you feel bad? Right. And like straight up objective answer from me, I would say at least for me, it's always been my loss that I'm mourning. Right. I'm, I'm which, upset that I'm no longer going to have them in my life. Which is kind of, I don't it's know. a little selfish. Is it selfish? No. Because it's not like it's hurting. It, it does sound selfish when you're like, oh, I'm sad because you died. And now I'm not sad that you're dead. I'm sad that we can't hang out. Word. But it's not exactly, it's not hurting anyone. It's not like no. some shitty form of, of selfish. Right. But I don't really know anybody that's I've never been to a funeral. Like I Really? Yeah. Like my biological father died, but 
I didn't go to his funeral and I mean, he wasn't, uh, I would give him two years of regular involvement in my life. No kidding. Out of the, I was like 25 when he died, I think. Right. So out of those 25 years, I can recall him. If we were to add all the times up over 25 years, he, he might've got like two years out of it. So it Damn. wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, like, I don't know how to process this. Like he was never around anyway. My, my grandfather was my dad. And luckily both my actual parents that raised me are still alive. And like I said, my mom's step, my mom's stepdad, my stepdad, died but i didn't really by the time like they started dating i wasn't living at home and then a year after that i moved to colorado so i would see him on like thanksgiving or christmas or something like we didn't have a lot of interaction either in that situation i felt sad for my mom right but I don't, I don't think I've ever looked at it in a in a, a fashion of of really looking at my own mortality though, like losing uh, losing my brother. Like maybe like kind of because like he was bigger than me and like like louder than life. Like the idea that something as bullshit as that could take him down was like like nah uh like like I was in absolute denial for the longest time and like. So like, yeah, the, the thought did cross my mind that, yeah, well, if I guess you really do just have to appreciate every fucking day because if it can get Dayton, it can get anyone. Like, like Denju said, this keeps coming up in these podcasts recently. He said, you got to live now. Yep. He said that always oh, like, you got to live now. Now it's all about now. And I think when people... Joni has people die all the time. I don't know how she does it. Like people around her just drop dead and it does make her feel that way. I don't want to speak. Well, I can speak for her. She talks about it enough. Like if she's she told you a, that, yeah, she had a dude that she knew just was within the last year, I think, or maybe two years. He fell off a ladder and died. Damn. And like that, that was it. And she knew some other dude that was on like a motorcycle ride with some friends and the friends noticed that he wasn't there and he had like gone off the side of the road and that was it. And she's like, if it's that easy, that he's a like, sudden, like they just sudden right, death like Im- immediate. It is kind of hard to think. Right. Oh, yeah. well like that could happen to me, but I think that way all the time anyway that's always on not like it's on my mind like front of my mind i'm not constantly thinking that this could be the moment that i die i could die today but i've accepted it see and i try not to like i take that teenage kind of mentality to it that i'm invincible because like i'm literally on the road fucking like 12 14 20 hours a week so like not even my own screw up, like some other asshole could be texting and just take me the fuck out. So yeah, I just do my damnedest to not focus on it and be attentive. No, if you, if you thought about it, 
what the fuck would you do with your life? Like you wouldn't even be able to like move. You kind of have to just no let it go and just accept go it. With it. But there's, I don't think there's any reason Live to be it. scared of it. Like if right. you're the one that dies, like you have it easier than anyone else. Like True. you're the, the one done. that doesn't have yeah. to worry about it. <laughs> you don't have to be sad. You don't have to cry. Mm-hmm. You don't have to console anyone. You don't have to go to work tomorrow. Like that's it. You know, time to, to move on. Yeah. But I think that it's the, the selfishness thing. I hate to say it that way, but like, that's, what it's, it's not me. the right like, word, but yeah. Like if, if one of y'all died, I'm not necessarily sad that you're dead. Like when I had to put my dog down a couple years ago and it was a dog I'd had for like 14 years. I wasn't sad that she died because she doesn't know that she died. She's not struggling with thoughts of death or anything like that. It was me that had to like watch her like flop on the ground. She got put down at a vet and it was like, well that like this sucks (laughs) for me, you know, that I had to do this. And then exactly like you go home. I imagine it's way worse if it's a family member or, or a wife that gets just like, Oh, my dog's not here today. That's, that's weird. And that makes you sad. It's gotta be way worse if it's, you know, we're, yeah, I can't even that imagine. Like, no. Cat, were you living at home when your father died? Yeah, I. I he was at the hospital. How old? He, was, he had been hospitalized for a year. He was only well, sixty-one. How old were you at the? Yeah. How old were you? Um, uh, in my thirties. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not telling you exactly how old I'm. Were you? Uh, yeah. But you were living. Uh, you weren't living with him at the time, then, were you? No, he was living like he was almost living in the hospital, and my mom was staying with him. Really? Like we had, yeah, we booked. We had a really huge room like a family room because hmm. we we all knew that he was gonna make it right. so yeah i stayed at him at the hospital too and <clears throat> i think the nurses and everyone knew that that was the like when he was going to die sure so yeah my mom my sister me like three the whole family was there when he... i'm i'm dreading yeah. that moment yeah. It's, it's yeah it's hard to just remember like it's hard for me to take look at his pictures like we took his pictures and videos but it's hard to watch i can't do that <laughs> it's uh it's really hard yeah i feel like like i can't after I lost him, I can't be hundred percent happy anymore. Like when I, yeah, enjoy stuff. Yeah, I feel that in my life, but not it's not hundred percent. Not like it was, no. right? 
Mm. Yeah, it's it's, feel, it's a part of you. You feel that same way about your yeah. brother? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, there's still things. It's not the complete. Yeah. There's a there's a hole that that will never be the same. Uh, there's there's things that happen every day where I'm like, oh man, he would have loved that. He would have yeah. made fun of me so so hard for this right now. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Yeah. You just. Mm-hmm. You, and maybe it's just because like the closeness, like your father, like that, that's your father, like my brother, like that, that's like an integral piece of your life. But like, even just like friends, like the, maybe I want to say to a lesser degree, but to a different degree, they're also a part of you. So like whenever you lose someone, I really do honestly believe it's like, it's like losing part of yourself and you're never the same afterwards. And you can be sad. So this has been a fun podcast. <laughs> hey, they, these are the questions. These are the questions. We yeah. can't avoid them. Yep. Yep. I just said it before we got into this. Ask me anything. For this. But yeah. For this question that Megan asked, I really feel like this has to be based on something going on. But I've also heard this There's kind of thing. It's definitely a theme, in, right? I've heard this kind of thing in the past. From, from other just like gossip shit of like, oh, right. you know, this girl that I know, her husband just died and, you know, two months ago and she's engaged. It's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> so to keep this question going down the road, mm-hmm. if anyone has stories like this, send them in in the questions oh, God, yes. section. And you don't have to call people out. You don't have to give us names. Just say, like this girl, this dude, and just bounce those vague words back and forth, but tell us situations because I think we all kind of agreed it does depend completely on each individual scenario. Yeah, I think because it matters situation to situation. Let's say that your husband like beat you and raped you and abused you and you finally mm-hmm. got out of it and you started dating you know immediately. He probably been Good wanting to date for a long ass time. No joke. So I don't know if I would hold that against you, but we would need even the smallest bit of side information. Like every little detail needs to be included because sometimes those minute details can make the biggest difference in how it you can. feel about a situation, you know? So Definitely. I would love to get more into this with anybody that has situations like this and it doesn't have to be stories. I don't even think it needs to be a death. When my mom and dad got divorced, my mom went out with the dude that she eventually married like one month or two months after they got divorced. So it was like immediate. And my dad always swore Like, oh, she already knew him because I think my mom got remarried within a year. So like she got divorced and then remarried very soon. But my parents hated each other. As far as I can remember from being in the house, there wasn't abuse or trauma. They just hated each other and they were staying together for the kids. Like a lot of married couples do. So I can imagine like, they were married for like 30, 
40 years, I think. So can you imagine being my mom and being married to somebody that like you, you hate and then finally being free to go hang out with someone that you're very interested in. Like I, I find it hard to blame her for being excited about finally getting Mm to date. And you got it. They weren't like us. Like you think about us getting divorced and we're, in our late thirties, early forties and still I'll put quotations. It's still young. Right. But imagine being fucking 65 and not enjoying your life since you were 40. That's insane. And then when she met this dude, they started, he had a, I wouldn't say he was rich, but upper middle class. So plenty of money for them to go on trips and shit. So they started going to, you know, like resorts in Mexico, like Cancun and shit. They started going to Europe, started going on all these trips and doing all this shit together. And she changed from like grumpy shit, bitchy mom to like super happy, easygoing mom. Her life was better. It's like, man, you could have had that. Mm. You could have had that for the last 30 years. If if you would have done this earlier. So yeah, it's hard to be mad. Punished yourself for three decades. Cause it does sound weird on paper. Like you divorce, you ended your marriage of 40 years and remarried within one year. Eh, that sounds like, Oh, I bet you, I bet you there was something going on behind the scenes. But I mean, who knows? No, she got her year. Can't see shit. And then they were together for like three or four years and then he died. That, <laughs> that's the worst part. See, of I like no thing. bullshit. That's not fair at all. <laughs> no. Like this unhappy old woman has her entire life changed and gets like four amazing years. And then the dude dies and then his death triggers her dementia onset and her Alzheimer's. And now she just sits in a chair all day long. Aww. Like, how does, how do you, dude, you, have you been in a really bad relationship before, Mike? I know, I know oh, Kat yeah. has. I know she has. <laughs> but with the amount of time that we've lived, like your shitty relationship may have lasted two or three years, maybe. Can you imagine that feeling lasting for 20, 25 years and just living your life like that? Well, and that's the problem though. Like, like I, when I learned about codependency, like it could have man, like I always had excuses for everything she did that was so shitty. And then like, when she bailed, cause she did, she fucking just up and left on Thanksgiving day. Like I still tried to fight to get her back. It took me a good, you know, while before my brain was actually completely wrapped around the whole concept of, no, this is the best fucking thing that ever happened to me. And I got lucky because the only way I saw that was I met Billy. And she showed me how good someone can treat you. And even that, like to this day, I still question it on the daily. Like, nah, nah, what, what's her scheme here? What's her plan? Right. Cause I'm fucked up. 
I think even the smartest, the most prettiest, like smartest people can have these kinds of face that they hook up with bad boyfriend and girlfriend.、Right. Yeah, like we all know in the head, like it's not right to date these kind of people, but it just. Yeah. Most well, it's, people, it's, it's so dumb too because, like, at the same time, my best friend was in an abusive relationship that, like,、yeah. had a lot of the same problems. And the whole time I was like, you've got to get out of this. That's ridiculous. You should never let someone treat you like that. I mean, I will,、yeah. but you shouldn't. <laughs> it's really easy to give the advice, and it's really easy to see someone else's scenario. It's not always、right. so easy because I've even been. In a situation where it's like, what would I tell myself? Oh, I would tell myself to like, get the fuck out. Okay. Don't well, even get your like, shit. Just go. <laughs> can, can, you, can you tell yourself that then, please? And it's like, nope. Right. I can't.、Nah. Like, nah. I, I know that I would tell someone else, <laughs> but yeah. It's fucking crazy with that. <sighs> but I guess I'm kind of thankful that. I was old enough. You know, I was in my late teens, early 20s when my mom started hanging out with that dude. So I wasn't so young that I didn't remember like how she used to be. Like, we、right. had a terrible relationship when I was a teenager. And、really? if I ever did shit with my family, like, we never did it together as a family, it would always just be with my dad. My dad and I did all kinds of shit together. My mom and、yeah. I never did anything. And I always just thought, like,、hmm. she's some grumpy British woman. You know, she's, she's stuck up and she's、right. British and she has an attitude. And then seeing her meet that dude and become happy, it was like, oh, it, it wasn't you. Like, it was the situation that you were in. And so I think that's probably helped me be like all that wasted time where she could have been happy. Absolutely. And then on top of that, she finally、See? made the decision to change it, met this dude, right? Had a great couple、leave? of years. She left. And then, yeah. And then finding the happiness, and then the dude. Not only the dude dies, but she has to watch him for a year, like in bed, like dying while taking care Miserably. of him. Miserably. So, like, she got three, I can't, I'm not good with time, between three to five years, I think, of great life from the time that she was 25 to 65. I'm like, that was it. She could have had 40 good years. It's like, you got to seize that shit now. That's it, dude. Like, like we, we, were, we always talk around here, like me and the wife, about like, like you see television and like the old joke trope is like, you know, the, the wife's complaining to her sister about how stupid her husband is. And the husband's complaining to all of his friends about how, you know, the wife's on his case and always nagging him and chewing on his, chewing his ass. And like, if you're in that relationship, get the fuck out. If you're not happy with the person that you're 
living your life with, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that to yourself. Why are you torturing yourself? Is it for the kids? Are you torturing the kids through this too? Because they can see it. They feel it every day. Like we always joke. And this is, man, I'm, uh, I, I'm so lucky that I actually like my wife. What? You know, like that, that's what it's supposed to be. It's like, get out. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's really, what are you fighting for? When you think about like the sitcoms that you describe, you're not describing like one specific show. You're it's describing like most of, I think, I feel like it's changed a little bit more recently, but I also don't watch right. a lot of TV current sitcoms. But if we're talking about shows like that, either, like, yeah. like 85 to 2005, every TV family was like, I hate my job and I hate my wife. And then yeah. the wife was like, I don't know anything about my husband. He just spends all day out in the garage with his tools. Right. And yeah. it's like, well, would either one of you like to attempt to actually interact with your significant with one other and, and get to know? Or them? Well, they'd have like a date night. They'd go out to dinner and that and was it. they would it. go to a place that he didn't want to go to. That she wanted. To right. It was to. too expensive. And, and he had to wear his would, stupid dress shirt. And he would bitch about yeah. it. And it's like, right. you guys, why, yeah. Why are you guys, you know, there's women out there that would be happy going to McDonald's just like you would. And then Damn right. for the woman, you know, there's a dude out there who would love to take you to a nice fancy restaurant. So sure. both of you could just go find two other people and actually enjoy your lives. Go have but, fun. Go go do the yeah. thing you like to do. Yeah. Best yeah, date I've actually ever been yeah. on. Uh, me and Billy did it last year. We went and got... It might have been McDonald's. And then we went and sat in the park and watched The Walking Dead on my iPad. Running through the source. car speakers. You have a, you have through a my phone. cellular on your iPad? Mobile, mobile hotspot. Oh, see? That's impressive that? shit right there. That's how you impressed her. Yeah, mobile hotspot to the iPad. Watch Walking Dead. It was dope. About two, three episodes, we went home. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And you could have had that exact same date with someone else, and they could have been like, who the fuck is this dude? This Thinking fucking, I want to watch this Walking date. Dead in the park. <laughs> right. Right. He's he drove me, me to this to dark, deserted this. park <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> It made me watch a zombie show. <laughs> I think it's awesome. But no, you're right. That could be like the, the beginning of a horror movie yeah. too. <laughs> I'm sure that you know people like this that you probably work with that would rather stay at work longer than go home to their wife. You've yep. got to be fucking kidding me that that's how you right. live your life. You and that that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Of going home? Instead of going home? No. Like the, 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 what was the meme I saw the other day? Go big go or go home? Yeah, man. I... Right. Right. Get out. Get out. Go find what makes you happy because you're not there. Why are you, like why are Do you think that all of this all this specific scenario is codependency 
or do you think that you just reach a point where you're in the habit of just living your life and you don't even really think about, Oh, could this be better? Or should I be happier? Do you think that you just settle into that routine and you're just like, Oh, like I got to do this. And then Monday through Friday, I got to go to work. And then then Thursday we're going to do the groceries Saturday. I'm going to have to mow the lawn again. And we got to do all the, all the kids stuff Saturday afternoon. And then Sunday's laundry. Oh, we got to, we better, Oh, we got to get the the mortgage and the the bills got caught up. You just don't think about it. You just live your life. And before you realize it, you're miserable. Yeah. Because we've set this system up in a stupid way so that we have to work 40 hours a week and don't get to actually enjoy our lives. I forgot which company, but some company in Japan, they put a huge advertisement on one of the big station in Tokyo, like where all the businessmen go rush hours. And it said, like, do you do you love your work? Like, do you enjoy your work? And they put the advertisement like all over the station, huge station. And like, it got so many complaints from <laughs> businessmen because they hated to see that on the way to their work. No. So <laughs> they had to take it down like after a day. <laughs> They took the whole thing down. Like, we hate the jobs. That's terrible. We hate our jobs. Like, take it down. Like, don't make us feel even more miserable. Don't make me think about this on my own. And I I joke and I complain, but yeah. I love my job. My job's stupid fun. It changes every day. And they pay me to drive like a thousand miles a week. Like, what? Come on. Oh, yes. I feel like you can, if, if your job isn't fulfilling, but it provides you the means to do the other shit that you enjoy doing. I feel like that's a fair trade. Like I hate my job, Oh yeah. but it pays me Definitely. so well that I'm, a, it allows me to do this other shit. But if you hate your job, right. I can still live a happy it, life and it doesn't pay you shit. Yeah. Like you can find a shitty job that pays minimum wage. And you can find a job that you don't hate that pays minimum wage. It's like, stop right. doing the shitty one. Like you work at Dunkin' Donuts and you won't open the lobby and I have to go through the drive. <laughs> <laughs> Just go get a different job and let someone else work there that wants to open the lobby. Someone that wants to work, the, open the lobby. <laughs> yeah. Poor Sean. <laughs> it's Just wants to go it. in and buy his damn coffee, man. I gave, I gave up on Dunkin' Donuts. I haven't gone there probably since the last time we had the Dunkin' Donuts conversation. So maybe like two right. or three months. I don't think I've been there. Damn. So I'm done. Yeah, you've lost. They've lost you then. You know who has the you've best changed to the habit. iced coffee in town is Burger King. Who? Yeah. Burger King. The Mocha yeah. Joe? They have Ooh. awesome vanilla iced coffee. Maybe they've changed That's, it since you've had it last. You should try it again. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I'll give it a shot. Because, yeah, last time I went, it was basically just like iced milk chocolate or a chocolate milk. Well, that sounds fucking great. Chocolate milk is shit. <laughs> but it's not coffee. <laughs> you Have you started using Instagram more, Mike? Or are you pretty much just like you foot through it? But you're not. 
I, I scroll it. I don't like post or anything. You're familiar enough with like the stories, the story. Function. Oh yeah. 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 So people post the story. It stays up for like 24 hours and then it goes away. And yeah, you can choose to either post the shit to your actual page. So it stays there forever or it can just be momentary. And if you okay. post to your actual page, someone can come and comment. And as long as the picture stays there, the comment stays there forever. Right. On the story thing, you can reply to the story directly. And that reply goes only to that person, like a, like a DM. Really? It doesn't go to where everyone else can see it. So, Right. It's like, it's like sending a text message. So someone posts a story of like a cute dog and say that I see this cute dog and I, you can reply to the story with like an emoji or some shit, but you can also write something and it sends it to them like a text message. So there've been like a lot the, of the scenarios. Right. Right. Where I'll be like, Oh, uh, that dog is super cute. Or where are you right now? Like, this looks like a cool place. Or what are you eating? You posted a picture of food. That that looks really good. When I send that, I want a response. I want yes. like an actual typed out response. But what happens yeah. 75% of the time is someone will just look at my response and give my response a like so they can just click your response and it gives it like a little heart. Right. And it tells you Mm -hmm. if they've read it or if they haven't read it. So if I send you a response to your story of you playing some fucking game, right. And I'm like, that game looks really cool. And when you read it, it'll tell me that you read it and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the no response. If you just read it and you were like, Oh, he thinks that looks cool. I don't need to respond to that. Right. But if you like it, don't, don't like my response. It feels like you're dismissing me. Like, I don't want to actually reply to you with a full (laughs) sentence or right. It's like, okay, like get out of here. Good for and you, that happens. Bud. That happens. Cool story, bro. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like, motherfucker, you posted this. You wanted people to see what you were doing. You're trying to like announce to the world, you know, like, look how hot I am. Look at how cute this dog is. Look at this look cheeseburger. At what I'm eat. Look at what I'm eating. You want interaction with this, don't you? Because you had the option yeah. to post it to your actual page where it would go in with all your other pictures. Right. So I always look at the stories, but no, you as like, story. I want this to be something as an avenue to conversation with people. Because a lot of times if you just post it mm-hmm. to your normal feed, it just becomes part of a wall of, of pictures eventually. And right. you might get a bunch of likes on it, but people generally aren't going to your posts for conversation. But the story to me feels like they're posting like a hello. They're posting an opening to a conversation. So then I go to this thing in my life right in the conversation and then they just click 
that they liked my response. And it drives me fucking crazy. Like I take personal <laughs> offense to it and it could be I actual agree. friends or it could just be someone that I don't know in real life that I follow on Instagram. But regardless of who sure. it is, when they just give mm. me the like, it infuriates me because just like you did the little hand motion, like, like waving me away. Yeah. That's exactly how yeah. it feels. It's like, I, yeah, agree. I, I know, I, I know I'm cool. <laughs> I don't need your affirmation. Get out of here. But like you do need my affirmation. That's why you posted it. You posted this because that's the whole point <laughs> you wanted someone to be like, Whoa, dude, that's, that's so cool. What you're doing is so cool. That's awesome. You, you are so yeah. cool. So if I'm going <laughs> to give you some of that, <laughs> you need to reciprocate back to me. At least tell me like, where you got that massive burrito that you're eating. Yeah. You know, don't just. And Joni's the worst dismiss. at that, by the way. <laughs> she posts oh, the most amazing looking food. You? <laughs> and you're like, dude, where was that? Like, she does that to you. <laughs> Dude, okay. She has before. <laughs> so next next time that happens, I want you to screenshot it and send it to me and I'll take care of it for it you. you. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you a Dope. response. <laughs> because what I think it is. But sometimes getting. Um... Uh, are you going to pull the, the hot girl card? Is that what you're going to do? No, Sometimes no, I no. just get so many no, messages. But, uh, I just can't respond. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes like getting reactions is annoying too. Like I get the same reactions from same people. Like same people always, always reacting every story I post. And yeah. only emojis. See, okay. Like if you no, that's story, fair. If you just, all they sent was an emoji. Yes, <laughs> that's low. If you write something, I I will reply. Yeah. If you post a story and someone sends you an emoji, that was super low effort on their end. So you owe them Straight nothing. Up. All they did exactly. was send you an emoji. Okay. You don't. Yeah. I, if you're liking okay. their emoji, you got to stop. No more liking you're their too, emoji. You're giving them too much. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because they gave you, they gave you nothing. Well, I feel bad to just ignore completely. Like, but an emoji is not that, that's something why I, that's opening a conversation. So I don't believe I that you can you can't yeah. ignore an emoji. I don't think that exists because the yeah. emoji is already insignificant. If they took the time. <laughs> to write you something. I mean, if they're being, if they're being a creep, mm -hmm. if Mike is sending Joni pictures of his junk and she's just liking them, then that's, that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> 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 but if he's saying, that's not calling the police. <laughs> if he's saying, where are you? Where did you get this? And he's asking a fucking question and he's getting a like in response. That is unacceptable. If, if he's, because sometimes I won't ask a question. Well, yeah. I'll just be like, oh, that looks really cool. Sure. And I'll get the like, and I, I don't like that. It's still, I'm still offended by it. But if I ask a question, but I'll take it. 
like that's yeah yeah she's an influencer dude i get it yeah i hate to see the the numbers popping up on my instagram app like when i get reactions i get numbers Mm -hmm. right and i hate to leave that i need to clear it off yeah cleared off all the time on every app on my phone so i read the reactions and i sometimes like the emoji and write answers but but like uh, getting reactions and getting have to do that makes me hesitate to post like okay i don't <laughs> want right. to interact with people so mike does mike doesn't you don't post things no, right no i don't so that's that's smart actually. So I don't know if I want to re- interact with people or do not want to interact. I, like, when I ran my YouTube channel, see, I, had, I had a real problem with that because I would upload like three to five videos a week, just playing video games or uh, a couple of live chats like this with uh, other guys playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I have another app on my phone called YouTube Studio, where it actually helps you manage your channel. And yeah, if someone likes the video, you get a notification. Mm-hmm. If someone comments on the video, you get a notification. If, if someone shares the video, you get a notification. And like, and I felt like all fucking day, I'm just clicking into this thing, and then like maybe replying some innocuous three word response, and like that didn't do anything for them. That was stupid, and then it just like took over my life. That's that's probably the biggest reason why I quit my YouTube channel was because I I got so tired of the notification anxiety isn't that mm-hmm. isn't that a super i agree f- and you don't want to ignore them you're nice enough to right goodbye it's a fucked up situation that <laughs> we put ourselves in so cat saying that right she doesn't even want to post a story like she she did something or saw something that made her think oh i want to share this on instagram but then the next thought is, right. why well, maybe I don't want to share it <laughs> because I don't want to have to talk to people about it. Yeah. But that's why Instagram <laughs> exists. And like Mike is purposefully recording what he's doing and making a video for the sole purpose of putting it on YouTube to share with people. And then not wanting to interact with them when someone wants to talk to him about it. And like I was doing the YouTube thing and even positive comments. I felt the same way. Like I would get anxiety when I would get a notification. Like, uh, sure. Like I don't want to have to enter. Like, I don't want to interact with you. It's like, why are we doing this in the first place? But also (laughs) I went yeah, and and I, I brought that anxiety to my wife and she said, maybe you don't want to be a YouTuber. <laughs> I have my phone set up so that I get no notifications on any of my apps. The the little Smart. notification numbers that the pop red up dots. on the icons. Yep. Like I turned yep. all those off. So if you text Smart. me, I won't know that you text me until I open the message app. I won't know uh, that I have, I don't know that, that I have an email until I open my email. I don't know about Instagram or any of that shit until I open the app. You know, the app itself will show mm-hmm. you really like responses and stuff. But just yeah, thinking about that is giving me anxiety. 
<laughs> like it's so nice. Anytime I look at my phone, yeah. I don't but what ever if someone feel messages like, you, dude. What then I see it when I see it. But what if it was like time sensitive? Yeah. I mean, I'm not really away from my phone for I guess that's true. I'll generally look at mm. my unless I'm in the middle of something. Like I'll look at my phone once every five minutes, regardless. You know? Yeah, I even look at my phone when I'm in the middle of something. I'm one of those people. I I really try to yeah. not be. Like if I'm out doing shit, I try not to be on my phone. Cause I hate it when I go like to dinner with some friends, like they're on their phones. The shit drives me fucking right. crazy. And it's not like, Hey, me and my two dude friends, we're having like a sentimental moment. Can you not be on your phone? It's just like, Hey, yeah. you're with your wife all the time. Do you really need to text her during the one hour right now that we're, that we're eating? Like it'll, it'll be That's okay. Fair. So I, since I feel that way about it, I try to not do it. And the easiest way for me to not do it is I just have all the notifications off. I also have, you know how like you oh. click on your, when your phone's locked and you click on it and it just pops up the background and it'll have yeah. your notifications in front. I have all oh, that yeah. off too. So I don't oh, no. get a single. I have all that off. I don't too. get a notification ever unless I actually I go into an <laughs> Weird. App. Yeah. But also. Oh, I think I should do that. I should do that. It sounds like a good idea. If someone messages me a response to my story, I will never like their response. Mm. I'll respond to you. Unless you just sent <laughs> me. Why don't you do something then? Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, sent yeah. me an emoji, you can go fuck yourself. But if you sent me a response, then I'll, you should, you I'll should say that then I, I, if they send you an emoji, I want you to send all capital. Fuck you. 